All right, and welcome into another episode of the Buffalo Basement Podcast. As always, I am your host, Matt Deigert, and to my left, uh, Pat Bruckness, and uh, welcome in, Pat. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for everybody who's tuning in now or will be watching on the replay. Matt, here we are not talking about our, our next upcoming game. We are yep, now talking... I- it's frustrating. I did. Really I did say it last week. I did say it last week. I don't want to be sitting here talking about you know wrapping up the end of the season and everything like that. So, um, before we do get into that, though, I do want to mention our sponsors real quickly, and a big thanks goes out to them, um, especially uh, Iliad Apollos. Uh, definitely check them out. Thirty-seven eighty-five South Park Ave, Blaze Down, New York one four two one nine, and also Sons of Erie. Check them out for any art, uh, art and apparel stuff. Um, www sonsofeerie.com definitely check them out as well um and as far as as far as that goes definitely check out Elliot apollo's for some of the best food in in buffalo so um taking care of some of that admin stuff here real quick uh pat but yeah i mean it's it's just disappointing coming on on right now and and you know i'm 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 still angry i'm still angry like oh my <laughs> Like I thought it would go away and I thought it would go away. It's not, it wasn't the 13 second game or anything like that, but I I almost in some ways feel like this is worse because we had it. Josh Allen was second and nine at the two minute warning uh, from the 27, their 27 yard line. And you know, it felt like it was in, in the bill's grasp and they, they just didn't take advantage of it. And then, you know, Tyler Bass missing a 44 yard field goal to even give the defense a chance to stand up and, and, and stop them from at least getting in the field goal range. Um, you know, they score if the Bills score a touchdown there or run the clock down or anything like that. I, I really don't feel as though Kansas City could drive down to get get in the end zone. Um, you know, with with as little time as as left. So, what are your feelings on it, Pat? Well, in the early first second quarter, we were both exchanging touchdowns at a high rate. I told myself, I'm like, wow. This is both these teams are playing just like how we left off in 2021. I, in the first half, I really love the way we're moving the ball, running the ball down their throats, running the ball effectively, gashing them, just really limiting Mahomes' possessions, which we, in my opinion, we did very well. Then come the second half, it just seemed like our defense was just giving up big play after big play after big play. You know, it we were hurt. You know, not trying to make excuses, but we really felt the absence of Terrell Bernard. Really yeah, miss Terrell Bernard for sure, for sure. And and you know, Terrell Bernard was like the heart and soul of that the, the defense. He was the one who set sets the calls and everything like that in the middle in the right. middle of the defense. And to not have him in there, not have his speed in there, you know, and then to hear uh, Brandon Bean the other day during his press conference basically say that he was in tears when they told him that he wasn't going to be able to play. He was he was willing to go out there on basically one leg and one foot and try and try his best to win that game um, or to to will his way, you know, and even with him sitting out and, you know, it was still 27, 24. It really was like and, you know, I, I hate harping on that because but here's the thing. Is it, it, the, the Bills still had a chance 27, 24. And if they put it, if they win that game. Terrell Bernard's coming back. Gabe Davis most likely is coming back against Baltimore. McDermott is very, very good against, you know, Lamar Jackson. I think they're, what, two and one, including the playoffs against him? Yes. Um, So, I mean, it it just – 
it's unfortunate that it came down to to that, especially the way that the Bills were playing initially, because the Bills dominated in time on attack. You know, had, had more yards than the, the Chiefs total. They there's a lot of things that the Bills did well, but they did not win the game. They they won in a lot of important categories, but they the main thing that they they did not win in is that is that that W. And yep. it, you know, it's it, it's upsetting. It's unfortunate. I sat there after the game and I just was like, I was in shock, you know. And I, I hate saying it that way, but I was in shock that this t- this team with all the adversity that fought fought through this year, injuries, the firing Ken Dorsey, um, being six and six. It just it just felt like something was different, and again they just fell short again again of the Chiefs, and it's it, it it stunk, it, it it hurt, it stunk, and I'm not even the one on the field, so I can't even imagine how they felt. So look at that um, video of Mike of Jordan Poyer and Josh Norman on the bench. Mm-hmm. Like this is it, this is how it ends. Me yeah. personally, I agree with you. I felt like this was the year we got hot at the right time. It, every felt like every, all the stars were aligning. But yeah, it just it came down to it. It, it. it just seemed like injuries ended up ended up being too insurmountable. Like, and you know, as we get into, I don't want to say previewing next year or, or next season already, because we'll be doing that. You know, in the following weeks, we'll be talking about the draft. We'll be talking about the free agency. We're gonna have a salary cap show as well. So, so everybody's informed about all that stuff and what the Bills can do. Um, and what we expect to see them do and things like that. But, you know, this, this is my favorite time of the year is, is the draft is free agency is because there's so much stuff to talk about. And in the team building sense, um, but, you know, it's still upsetting because at, at, you know, I just want one before I die. Like, and it's, it's agreed, but it's cliche to say that, but I mean, you're at this point. It, it feels like they're kind of wasting Josh Allen's um, time in Buffalo, his career in Buffalo, even though they may not be. Because what did they what did they do before? <laughs> you know, nothing. Seventeen years of playoff berth. Twenty seventeen, McDermott came in, and um, you know, McDermott came in, and he took a, a Tyrod Taylor led team even mistakes, but he's a rookie, rookie head coach and things like that. Even with mistakes, they made the playoffs. They drafted Josh Allen the next year and, you know, they dropped, they drafted Josh Allen next year. He started right away, showed some flashes of what he was going to be. And then from there, 2019, 2020, 21, 22, 23, they've made the playoffs every single year besides Josh's rookie year. And, it, I don't know. I, I mean, it just, it just still at this point, it's, you know, I feel like I'm kind of, you know, rambling on a little bit here, but I, I don't know what else, what other words to put to it because it, it's upsetting. It, it's, it still is four days later is angering me because this, this team I felt was different. Like after the six and six season or after the six and six record, when they went on that run to be 11 and six and get into the playoffs, win the division, it felt like they were finally overcoming challenges. 
did. You know, we can look we can look back on the season and say the Bills should have been fourteen and three. You know, a couple a couple bounces here or there. You know, they you know they don't pick up that flag against New England. I don't think New England is dra- driving down the field in that game. Um, you know, Josh Allen left the field. I think it was four different times this year, either tied or the lead. The three games he let he left the field with the lead were um, the Patriots, the, uh, the the Broncos, and the and the Eagles. The yep. one he left top, the one he left tied was um, was against New York the, against the Jets. Yep. So it really comes down to it is a couple of things bounce the right way or anything like that. Then you know we might be talking about the Bills having the number one seed rather than rather than um, you know Baltimore. And now Baltimore is having to most likely come here because we're. You know, we would have played Houston, and and we know how how well Sean McDermott does against rookie quarterbacks and you know mobile quarterbacks and everything like that. So he, you know, Baltimore is probably coming here next week. But we could have said that most years in the last five years. So it just it just comes down to it. They need need to make sure they have the best path possible to the Super Bowl, and yes. the the easiest way to you know, quote unquote, easiest way to do that is to get the number one seed. So agreed. Um, back to the Kansas City game. Um, there were some plays that I'm sure that the Bills want back. Um, I'm sure Stefan Diggs wants that, you know, 65 yard, you know, bomb to him back. I'm sure Sherfield wants both those, you know, catches back, you know, and, and I hate saying it this way, but I, I did feel like in some parts we were playing against you know, the chiefs and the officials um, agreed. Yes. I saw, I saw it multiple times on Twitter where people said that, you know, the game was decided before like what right when the refs were picked. I'm not this, I'm not that way. I'm personally not right. that way. I don't, you know, I think that, I think that Sean Hockley called an okay game, but the one that sticks out to me a lot was on that on the drive where the Bills went. I don't want to say three now because I think they had a couple plays before, but the one where the first Sherfield drop, you know, quote yeah. unquote drop that he had, the Kansas City defender was holding his arm down so he could only get one arm on the ball. I, I don't know yep. how you don't call something like that. Like I get get it's the playoffs. I get they get a little bit more leeway in the playoffs, but something like that where he's holding his arm down. It it would have been nice to see something like that called in in this situation, because now you're talking what they, that would have put them on about the thirty yard line, maybe the yep. twenty five yard line, something like that. And now the Bills are continuing to drive, and they potentially go up at least thirteen to six, yeah, if if not seventeen to six. But. You know what are you, what are your other feelings about that? Because I mean, I feel like I'm 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 hogging all all the time up here. <laughs> well, the main thing for me was execution. Like you just you hit the nail on the head with that execution. You know the Stefan Diggs drop. I know, mean you talked about before we went live the second and nine play where we took a shot towards the end zone, which the whole game we were trying to limit Mahomes' possessions, which I still think we did well. But why not give that ball to Stefan Diggs? Pick up the first down at least. At worst, you're at third and three, and the clock still runs unless they call a timeout. You give them less time. 
our defense was coming off back-to-back stops. Mm-hmm. So maybe they do get that stop. That's now we're playing a what if game, but I do trust our defense right there, especially coming off coming off back to back stops. And I, my final, and I do want to give shout out to our offensive line. I felt like our offensive line had a very good game. Josh Allen was not sacked. James Cook had another big drop in this game. I believe it was off a Texas route or a curl route or a swing route. And but they still they still scored on that drive. So I'm not right. really. No, they I'm did. Not, I'm not really worried about that. Like y- you look at the game. Yes. It's, it's a, just another thing, you know, going for James cook that he, you know, he dropped one in Philly. He dropped one in, um, you know, I think it was what Miami, um, yeah, Miami. uh, he dropped one, another one along in there somewhere in their five game winning streak. And then That's he drops the one was, um, and then he drops the one against the, the, the Kansas city chiefs the other night. Like, I get it. Like he needs to work on his hands. I, I hand court or hand eye coordination during the off season, whether he does the same thing that like somebody like Dawson Knox did in his second year or going into his second year and working with like a hand eye coordinator guru or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, whether it's somebody like that or whether it's a concentration thing, because it, you know, on a lot of those, it looks like it looked like he would look the ball right into his hands and then like, he felt like he was going to catch it. He looked, looked to see what he was, what was happening around him rather than concentrating on catching the ball. I mean, who knows what, what it actually was or what it actually is, but um, I I'm excited to see a James cook in, in his third year um, with the bills to see if he can grow on that, to see if he can fix the drops, um, you know, but I'll let you get back to, you know, go ahead and go ahead and finish up. Yeah, no, I felt like he still had a good, a very good game, though. You know, we ran the ball pretty well, him and Ty Johnson. And another thing that really stuck out to me was the fact our defensive line, outside of Von Miller and Greg Rousseau, didn't show up. I understand Patrick Mahomes is the second least sacked quarterback behind Josh Allen, but I would have expected a bit more pressure with an Ed Oliver who did not even record a pressure, I believe. And we had Daquan Jones, too, so I was expecting Ed Oliver to have more of an impact in this game, just like how he did in the regular season. But Von Miller was our best defensive lineman, in my opinion, in this game. He was our best. Yeah, defensive I, w- I would definitely game. think that. Yeah, I mean, he was he was making a lot of plays in the run game. He was making, you know, he was almost getting to Mahomes. You know, it, it, I think that this upcoming year with a full off season for him, and you know, going in, I think you're probably going to end up seeing close to, or hopefully close to what we saw when he came in. Um, you know, in 2022, but we don't know. We don't know. Um, that That's still a huge up in the air type thing. Um, and then, you know, I, I do agree with you that I think, I think we saw a lot of things from Vaughn that flashed for him um, and started to, you know, feel more comfortable on the knee, on the leg and everything like that. So, um, I mean, he even said it after the Pittsburgh game that he, he felt like he was back to himself. So, you know, you just wish that they could. He could have gotten a sack or back there to stop right. Mahomes one time. Um, maybe caused a caused a fumble or uh, you know a, a sack fumble or anything like that. But you know, it all comes down to it. And it, you know, at, we had the ball second down, second and nine, two minutes left. I, you know, and I think I, I pers- personally, I think Josh made the right decision because you. you Anytime you can, you in the end zone and score, you you take that you take that shot to do that. Um, 
I, I think the second down play was the correct call. Um, do I wish that he would have maybe looked at Diggs or, you know, had Diggs in his progressions? Yes, because I think, you know, watching the all 22, I think that he at least gets the first down, if not, you know, down to maybe like the, you know, the five or the, uh, the five or the six yard line. And then you, you know, you have two timeouts left. You can run the clock down to a minute and 10, 10 seconds left about call a timeout. Then you have three shots at the end zone from basically the five yard line. Yeah. Um, or, you know, the six yard line or the 10 yard line, whatever it would have been, but all game you were trying to limit Mahomes' possessions. And then in the last drive, you're you're taking a shot to the end zone on second, second and nine, where it lets the clock run. And and like I said, I personally I think it was the right right decision by Josh. I really do. Shakir was wide open. If Dawkins could have maybe just anchored um Chris Jones there a little bit and Josh doesn't get bumped off his spot. He may he he probably hits Shakir in the end zone for that touchdown, and we're probably talking about you know either the defense gets a heck of a stop against Mahomes, um, like it was in the po- or in the in the regular season, or we're talking Mahomes drove down for a touchdown. I'm right. of the mind I'm of the mind that they would have stopped him, just because the defense was starting to get a little bit more confidence. The Bills had been on the field at that point for I think it was six minutes and about 40, 40 something seconds. Um, maybe it's a little bit less at that point because you're at the two minute or you're just under the two minute warning at that point. Uh, I think there was like one fifty four left on the clock, but I mean, it's just, you know, and as far as everybody, you know, getting on Stefan Diggs for the, for the drop he had, it was a bad drop. It really was. Well, it was, but in the grand scheme of things, Maybe he scores there, but then then Mahomes is going to dri- probably drive down the field and score a touchdown there, or at least get something at that point to, you know, make you turn around and have to have to basically play to win the, win the game yourself. Um, right. You know, they're up by four. They get a field goal. You're going to have to be in the same type of position that they were at the end of the game to run out the clock and everything like that. So. You know, with Diggs dropping that, yes, it was a bad drop. It was a beautifully thrown ball. Probably one of Josh's best balls that he's thrown all year. It dropped right in the bucket. But there's eight eight minutes left in the game. There, you know, right. that's a lot of time left. Um, after that, they took another. I think it was like then they took the six minutes off the off the clock, six forty off the clock, and you know, you're talking that they're left with a minute and 40 seconds left after Bass misses the field goal. So it's, it comes down to it that they, the, the chiefs made one or two or three more plays than, than the bills did, you know, which is unfortunate because the bills make a couple plays. Sherfield, Sherfield, um, you know, you know, just like um, you know, one of our viewers beyond said, you know, third and nine, Kincaid was there. He probably right. gets us, he probably gets us the first down there, if not a fourth and short, um, you know, to go for it. And I, I agree with that. I, I do agree with that wholeheartedly. And I don't know what Josh was looking at, what he saw, why he rolled out, why he got out of the pocket, but it just almost felt like he was creating the pressure himself 
um, right. by getting Which out of pocket sometimes. rest. And there's a it, you can actually go find it online. Um, there's a beautiful shot from uh, from the from the end zone camera of how wide, not how wide open Dalton Kincaid was, but how wide of a how wide of an alley Josh had to throw it to Kincaid there on that fourth down and for whatever or on that third down and for whatever reason he just didn't throw it to him. Um, maybe he was trying to get it past the sticks, make sure it gets past the sticks. But who knows? I mean, at, at this point. It's a it's all a what if game. The right. the Chiefs won, <laughs> you know. Unfortunately, you know, and we're just we're just sitting here as as fans, basically in shock. So, um, any of your last takeaways or anything like that, you know, for this game? Yeah, like you said, the Chiefs made one or two more plays than we did. They executed better than we did at the end of the day, and you know, wish we would have. You know, made that field goal, but you know they never should. Tyler Bass never should have been in that situation to begin with. We had a couple chances earlier in the game to put up a couple more points. That could have been the difference maker. But execution, you know, the Chiefs played a good game. We didn't execute. You know, now we get to look forward to the off season, build up from what we did this last season, and try to make a run. Well, and that's the thing, like we talked about it last week on the show is, you know, we both felt this is going to be another classic game, no matter what happens. Like right. we said, we said we didn't want to be sitting here this week, but we both said this is going to be another classic game between the Chiefs and the Bills in the playoffs. And it it lived up to the hype. It was it the did. most viewed. It was what the most viewed um, CBS playoff game or something like that. It had over yes. like 50 million, 50 million viewers. Like that's crazy to for, you know, that to be watched that way. Um you know, it's just it's just unfortunate that it came down to it. They, we finally got them here in Buffalo and just couldn't couldn't get get over that hump. Um, you know, with that being said, we did have uh, I did want to get into our our poll from last week again. Okay. All of our polls, um, you know, they're brought brought to you by Elliot Apollos and Sons of Erie. Um, definitely check check out Sons of Erie www.sonsoferie.com. And again, Elliot Apollos at um, at 3785 South Park Avenue in Blaisdell, New York, 14219. So definitely check them out as well. Um, the poll last week, what was the poll last week, Pat? The poll last week was which Buffalo Bills defensive player will have the biggest impact versus the Kansas City Chiefs? The options were Ed Oliver, Russell Douglas, Leonard Floyd, or Jordan Poyer. Out of 339 total votes, Ed Oliver had 47% of the votes. And unfortunately, it was Poyer who had the best game out of all three of them. Yeah, it was Poyer who had guys. the least amount of votes at 5%. Russell Douglas had 38, and Leonard Floyd had 10. Mm-hmm. So I voted yeah. for Ed Oliver. I was wrong. It was Jordan Poyer who punched the ball out, forced a fumble, and Jordan Poyer played a good game. And and we're sitting here, you know, every single week saying that's the dumbest rule in the in the world, but it did save the Bills' season for a little bit longer. It did. I it really did. Personally it, saying that rule is stupid. Yeah, it, it, it and even still, it is. I, I seriously right, right. It is, and will t- still tell you, even though it saved the Bills' season for another couple of minutes, that is the dumbest rule on the books in the NFL. So, um, you know, they gotta they gotta take a look at that and fix that somehow, some way. That ball should not have been turned over to the Bills to go the other way, but that's how the rule is written right now. So, um until they fix it, that's going to continue to be, be something um, 
with all these receivers and backs and quarterbacks and whoever else being irresponsible with the football. Yep. Um, yeah, but like I said, I mean, I think Jordan Poyer had the best game out of all, all four of those guys that we had listed. Um, obviously, we, we feel as though that Von Miller had the best game out of the defensive line. So, yes, I, I, you know, and Ed Oliver, <laughs> we should have all Did voted against Ed Oliver pressure. because we should have all voted against Ed Oliver because maybe he would have showed up. But <laughs> Right. I mean, he did. Um, it was tough not even having a pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. So um, let's move on to our poll from this week uh, real quickly. Um, go ahead whenever you're ready. Okay, no, yeah, I already have it pulled up. Which move is the most needed for the Buffalo Bills in the upcoming 2024-2025 season? The first option was wide uh, draft or sign a wide receiver number two. The second one was free safety if Hyde does, Micah Hyde does not return. Number three was retain Daquan Jones. And number four kind of correlates with that, retool the de- defensive line. I voted for draft or sign a wide receiver number two, and that had 75% of the votes. If Hyde, free safety if Micah Hyde does not, re- does not return had 5% of the votes. Retain Daquan Jones had 10% of the votes. And retool the defensive line also had 10% of the votes. Me personally, I feel like wide receiver number two, go get a guy in the first round, draft one for you had the fifth year option, you know, because he comes out and plays well, you do have that extra year. So me personally, that's why I like wide receiver number two, stack this offense, give Josh Allen as many weapons as you can. Matt, which one did you vote for? I voted for wide receiver as well. I think that they need, you know, they talked about it specifically, and I'm going to go back to 2020 after the 2021 loss with uh, against Kansas City in that game. Um, they talked a lot about getting getting um, uh, Patrick Mahomes on the ground and quarterbacks right. in general on the ground, and what did they do that offseason? They made their splash and went out and got Von Miller. Now right. they're not gonna they're gonna, they're not gonna have the money to go out and spend 20 million dollars on a, a high end receiver like a T Higgins or anybody like that. But there are some other, yeah, there are some other, there are some other um, options out there. You got like uh, Marquise Brown, Keenan Allen. Um, I'm trying to think who else is out there as far as, you know, Michael Pittman. He might be a bit more expensive. Yeah. Darnell Mooney from Chicago. We could try to bring back Gabe Davis. He's another option. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I I know that's a good, good segue to lead into, you know, the pay, uh, the the pending free agents for the Buffalo Bills. Um, I have that actually all pulled up here. So okay. let's go through that real quickly here. So, um, you know, there's 22 different guys that are uh, unrestricted free agents on this list. Um, I'm sorry, 21 unrestricted free agents and one, um, one. Um, I can't remember what ERFA stands for. Uh, exclusive restricted restric- free agents. Oh, yeah, Exclu- exclusive, exclusive restricted free agent. Um, so, Micah Hyde, obviously we know, is going to be a huge loss either way, whether he retires or he, you know, goes to a different team. I'm more leaning towards he's probably going to retire. I mean, you saw him on the field. I mean, you really did. You saw him on the field, and he was, after that stinger that he had happen, I'm sure that the thoughts of what happened to him the previous year had went through his mind. Right. As far as as far as that goes, I I think he, that him and his him and his wife probably had some had some uh, serious talks about you know maybe this being his last year. Um, 
if the Bills can get him back, if he were to decide to come back and play, I would be all for it because I think what you do is you draft a safety in like the, the second or third round um, of the draft and he learns behind um, him uh, and maybe go out and get a, a, a Kyle Duggar or a uh, Jeremy Chin. Um, but again, right. we'll get into that late, later on in the, in the off season here when we go over like free agent previews and things like that. But um as far as that goes, I, I, you know, Micah Hyde is probably going to be one of the bigger losses on this defense because you had him and Jordan Poyer back there as stalwarts for seven years. Yeah. They seven changed. Years, I mean, they were, yeah. They, they were, knew they were, they were, they were leading the change in the culture. They were, they were brought in to lead the change in the culture, and they, they did it. Yes, they did. They were, they knew what the other one was going to do. It that was a very good duo. It was, it, it was. And then, um, you know, we got Daquan Jones, Leonard Floyd, Tim Settle, Jordan Phillips, Jordan Phillips said this off scene that, that he, you know, or what has been reported that he's thinking about retirement himself. Um, Tyler Matikavich, uh special teams linebacker, um, Puna Captain. Ford. Yeah. Uh, Puna Ford. I see somebody like Tyler Matikavich being let, let walk. I think that I, I don't think that you have with the salary cap stuff. I don't think you have the luxury of keeping you know multiple guys on there specifically for special teams. Um, you know, I love the Puna Ford signing originally, but it, it seemed like he ended up being more of a um, more of a uh, three four defensive end than he was the. Um, you know, a uh, 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 a one tech, um, yep, um, defensive tackle for the Bills, and you really saw you really saw the downfall when when Daquan Jones went out. So I'm really hoping they bring somebody. Uh, like I, I'm hoping they bring back Daquan Jones. I understand he's 32 years old, right? But the first four weeks of the season until he got hurt in Jacksonville, and even the first couple of plays before he tore his pec in in that game, he was playing like an All Pro. Like that, he was. he was having an All Pro season before, uh, before he got hurt. So, I mean, if you can get him back, um, you know, and then obviously they're probably going to want to try and try and bring uh, Terrell Dodson back. I don't see Jane Dane Jackson being coming back. I, I expect him to get a you know a mid tier corner deal, you know, from a different team. Right. Like uh, one that comes to mind is is the the Levi Wallace thing from a couple years ago after the yes. after the thirteen second game. So um, definitely definitely um, see something more like that for him. Um, Trent Sherfield, uh, Trent Sherfield. I, I really do hope that um, they don't bring him back. Um, right. You know, go get your go get your receivers in the draft. Um, maybe maybe take a chance on a a, a different free agent wide receiver. Um, but we'll definitely see what they what they what they end up doing to you know bring in explosive plays here in Buffalo because that's that's one of the things that they were talking about in the press conference is both McDermott and um, and that's why I brought up the thing from 2021 is they both are aligned that ne- they need explosive plays whether that's yards after catch whether that's you know stretching the field and Josh hitting those deep balls again. Um, that we saw with like Emmanuel Sanders, John Brown, and even to a, a you know to a lesser extent uh, with with Diggs, um, but also with with Davis. Um, 
you know, so we'll see how that they they address that. But I don't want to see I don't want to see somebody like a Trent Sherfield come back. Um, Damian Harris, we don't know what's going on with him yet. Um, I think that maybe you know that whole neck thing might have put him into thinking about you know being done with football. But we'll definitely see what happens with him. Um, Taylor Rapp, I, I think he was. Until the Miami game, he was probably a horrible signing. He, he I think he injured more players than he made tackles. Um, yeah. But, a couple and then, fires. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely don't want to – I, I, I personally don't want to see him back unless they can sign him to, like, the one-seven deal again because um, he's not bad depth. He, he's just not right, somebody no, I want to see. I, he's just definitely not somebody I'd want to see starting every, every single week. Um, right, right. Uh, another play I'd love to see come back would be, da- you know, David Edwards. Um, yeah, so would I. Uh, Linval Joseph is, is, you know, 36 years old, 35 years old, and, you know, he'll be I, – I don't think he'll come back. Um, I don't think they'll, they'll end up keeping him. Um, I think that they're probably going to end up using the defensive uh, – uh, like the second-round pick on a defensive tackle. Um Sweat from Texas is is one of my favorites so far and doing a little bit of film study so far um, on him. Um, and then now they got a they got a huge decision to make. Did they bring back um, did they bring back Epinesa or did they bring back Floyd? Let's kind of go over that a little bit real quick. Oh, yeah, let's um, do it. You know, Pat, who do you think that they they should bring back? Do you think they should bring back AJ Epinesa being a little bit younger, um, or do you think that? Or do you think that, um, or do you think that they bring back uh, uh, Leonard Floyd? Me personally, I would like to bring back AJ Epinesa. He's younger, you know. He's been in the system for quite some time now. He's grown with a Greg Rousseau in this defensive line. But at, I wonder, because of his age, if a team that needs defensive line help that has more cap than us is willing to overpay him to get him to leave here. Because we might have an offer on the table, not saying this is not saying this is what it is, just an example, like a three year, let's just say thirty three million, a team might come in and give them three years for thirty nine. So yeah, I think I mean, I can... Leonard Floyd might be more of a possibility because he's kind of ring chasing so, at this point. And I've said it, I've said it multiple times on on this show um, when we talked about it earlier in the year. Um, I want them to bring back Leonard Floyd, um, right? rather than A.J. Epinesa. A.J. Epinesa has not proved he can do it consistently, um, you know, year in and year out. Leonard Floyd has proved every single year that he is getting to the quarterback every single year. Um, He also has three void years on his contract as well, and, you know, they're not team options or anything like that, but you can kind of use those – um, to put things, you know, in there where they can they can use some of that to kind of they're kind of the way that I, I look at it is they're a placeholder is basically what I look right. at it as. So, um, I I would rather have Floyd back because I think AJ Epinesa has outplayed his his deal here, and I think he's he's outplayed the the Bills personally. I think he he might go to somewhere like a in Atlanta or, um, you know, he might go to, uh, you know, maybe he, he maybe maybe he replaces somebody like a Khalil Mack if they were to get rid of him out in LA. Um, 
you know, somebody like that. So, I mean, we'll definitely, because, I mean, Khalil Mack is, I think he's at what, $36.9 million against the cap for them or something like that this year? <laughs> yes. Yes. So I could see them, you know, reducing or getting rid of Khalil Mack and then going after somebody like an AJ Apinesa in, 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 in LA. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely see what happens there. For sure. But, I, like I said, I'm of the mind of bringing back Leonard Floyd because he's proven it year in and year out. Um, and there's a lot of things they can do to structure his deal uh, to to keep the cap number low again right. um, and, and kind of go forward. But again, like I said, as we get as we get more into the season, I know we'll have, you know, our salary cap show. Um, I, I'm hoping to have some great guests for that um, so we can kind of go over that, um, whether that's, you know, one of the guys from from Built in Buffalo here on our network at Built in Buffalo, um, in Kevin Masseri, um, or you know somebody from from a different network or anything like that. So we'll definitely we'll definitely go through that and definitely watch out for those guests as we um, as we put them out there. Uh, we'll definitely let you any anybody know on Facebook and Twitter and you know when when we find out. So um, as far as that goes, I, I really. Really, like I said, I, I really want to have Leonard Floyd back, and I, I hope that they can bring, you know, him back, um, you know, along with anything else. So, and then you got, you know, after that, you got Shaq Lawson. I, I think he's probably done in Buffalo unless he signs another vet minimum deal. Um, he could be somebody right. that's there to fill out the bottom of the roster again. Um, he does play the run well. Um, you got Latavius Murray. Um, you know, probably I, I don't want to see him back, especially with what Bean said about Naheem Hines coming back. So I expect, you know, your running back room to probably be James Cook, um, Tyler John or Ty Johnson, and then um uh Naheem Hines. But we'll definitely see what 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 what's out there if they draft a guy. Um, you know, they did br- just bring back Darrington uh, Darrington Evans on a futures right. deal. Um, so we'll definitely see what how the how the running back room shapes out. Um, Kyle Allen is, is gone. Um, they may bring him back to, you know, keep Josh happy in, in that sense, um, being real good friends with, with Josh Allen. Uh, and then of course, Ty Johnson. And then the big, the big one, you know, for us, and a lot of people don't like him out there. Um, but I'm, I'm a big fan of Gabe Davis personally. Um, just because I think, I think he brings a lot to this team, that you know, I, I think he brings a lot to this team that other receivers weren't. And I, I think one of the main things is is just his work ethic and and just being that flat out, just being a dog, you know, and right. It's always tough to lose somebody like that, but I, I expect him to get I expect him to get way more than um what the bills can afford. Right. Yeah. I mean I expect a team might pay him eighteen million. Yeah, I can. I I expect him to be between the fifteen and eighteen million dollars, um, you know, range on the on the open market. But if he doesn't get that, and he comes back and is like, okay, I'll sign for ten, eleven, twelve, I'm okay with them bringing you know him back if we could if if the deal can work for both sides. Like I'm right, not going right. to flat out sit here and say no, it's dumb, because then you have Gabe Davis back and you can you can go draft your future number one receiver. Um, once Diggs is done, and again, 
we'll start going over that stuff. We'll be breaking out down those shows as we do draft shows and things like that here um, on our show and any of the other great shows from the built in Buffalo network. So definitely, definitely be looking out for those. Um, you know, so, I mean, it, there's a lot of possibilities, but the main thing that we have to take away from that is they need to get guys who can create explosive plays. Um, right. You know, and there, there is one, and I'll, I'll throw the name out there. Um, Xavier Leggett from South Carolina. He's somebody I've watched. Yeah. I mean, he's somebody I've watched for a little bit now and he can take a ball from behind the line of scrimmage and take it, take it 80 yards. Um, he can take a slant slant route and take it up the field and, and outrun defenders. So um, my, my comp to him is almost like a DK Metcalf and I don't want to see them. I don't want to see them lose out on, uh, you know, DK Metcalf, like another DK Metcalf type receiver. Again. So we'll, we'll definitely, definitely see what they do. Um, we'll be breaking down wide receivers and defensive tackles and, and things of need here for the bills. Um, obviously we probably won't be breaking down actual cornerbacks, but we'll probably be doing, you know, a couple, couple each show um, to kind of give, give our thoughts on, on what we feel the bills should do during the draft. So um and then finally, you know, Quentin Morris is a, is that ex- exclusive uh, exclusive rights free agent. So um, that's all twenty two of the guys. The Bills are currently right now about, uh, according to over the cap, the the Bills are uh, about fifty million dollars over the cap right now because um, they're expecting it to be about two hundred and forty two million dollars per year, or I mean for this year. Um, you know. Obviously, in 2025, they expect it to go up even more with the TV TV money kicking in and everything like that. But we'll definitely definitely go over. Um, we'll definitely have to go over that as we as we uh, as we get through this. So um, let me let me get this off the screen here. Um, you know, with that being said, Pat, I mean, what do you what do you, what do you expect to see moving forward here with the Bills? Well. For free agency, I don't expect us to make the big splashy moves like Von Miller. We don't have the cap for that. Maybe kind of like last year, you know, we go get a guy like Trent Sherfield-ish, but not Trent Sherfield. We get these kind of like low-risk, high-reward type pl- signings, like the one Kevin Missiri signed, David Edwards, great reserve player, which I felt like he played very well for us this year. Yeah, no, he did. I mean, they brought him in, and he definitely helped. Uh, like, you saw him a lot during the Chiefs game, is he would come in and right. – and- they would run with seven offense, six offensive linemen, and yep. they would basically put six offensive linemen on on four four uh, defensive linemen, and they 182 yards or 184 yards, whatever it was. Um, yes, 70. I think it was what 74 of those, 72 of those was from Josh Allen, but they still had over 100 yards with right. with Russian. the backs. Right. So, I mean, that's what it com- that's what it comes down to. So. Um, you know, re-signing somebody like him it might be a good idea. Um, you know, especially if they can get him at the one seven. Um, you know, and, and like I said, when when we go through it uh, for the rest of the off season, um, you know, ask questions. You know, we'll we'll have you know we'll definitely uh, want some questions and things like that. We want to answer everything we possibly can, so everybody is is well informed on, on the cap as well. So, um, what else? What else you got for us, Pat? Is yeah, go ahead. Well, we do have a question about Justin yeah. Shorter. How will we use Justin Shorter? Matt, I don't know if you want to answer that one first. 
I'll let you take it since I've talked okay. most of the show tonight. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, no, I expect to see Justin Shorter, you know, maybe as like the fifth or sixth wide receiver, somebody who can just go up there and get the, a 50 50 ball. I believe that's what he did in college too. He was a deep threat too. So I expect to see him maybe like a deep threat, like a 50 50 ball. If it's like a third and 15, third and 16, Shorter's out there, and we give him a shot at that. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say you know something a little bit different because we don't know how they're gonna use them. Right. The, the main the main thing is we have to get an offensive coordinator. If they bring Joe Brady back, if they bring Joe Brady back, they're gonna have an all new playbook, um, or mostly new playbook. It's gonna be a Joe Brady playbook rather than what they did with Ken Dorsey because that's what they were doing since since Ken Dorsey was fired. Is they would find wrinkles in in the Ken Dorsey playbook and kind of move forward with that. Now Joe Brady can bring in his own playbook and put his own spin on this offense and with his own own plays and everything like that. So I'm going to say we don't know how they're going to use Justin Shorter at this point because it's going to be a newer-looking offense with Joe Brady. Um, the thing you can take away from what Joe Brady did this year, though, is the fact of how, how much he does like to get running backs and tight ends into the, into the fold. Um, and then allowing Josh to be Josh and run the ball and throw the ball deep and use his arm. Um, you know, but they, they do have to get everything figured out as far as, as far as Stefan Diggs goes. Um, Brandon Bean said it himself. He still views Stefan Diggs as a wide receiver one. Of course. So you're going to go out and get your, get your, Zay Flowers, your JSN, your uh, Jordan Addison, and put him put him next to Stefan Diggs. You saw what that did for Justin Jefferson to take away, you know, double, triple, and bracket coverage. Um, so, and that's really what what we saw happen this year. With it's not that Josh didn't throw it to him or anything like that. And yes, Diggs did have a few drops, but at the same time, he was getting double and triple team because they didn't have guys that were getting open. Um, they didn't have guys that were being schemed open correctly until Joe Brady got here or uh, took over. Um, and then, you know, they were basically daring Josh to beat beat us with beat them with Dalton Kincaid, with Deontay Hardy, with Trent Sherfield, with Gabe Davis. They were basically just daring daring us to do daring the Bills to do that. So, I mean, I, I expect them to fully go after you know explosive players this year in the draft in free agency and and see what they can do because at this point right now i'm perfectly fine with mcdermott you saw what we what he did with yes. the depleted team the depleted de defense that he had i'm perfectly fine if they put every every resource that they can to the offense get josh as many weapons as they possibly can and go try and score 50 50 a game like i know that's unrealistic in saying that but um try and allow them to score as many points as they possibly can per game and run up the score and the defense get one, two, three stops, maybe, you know, but we'll definitely see. We'll, we'll definitely see what they, what they can do and, and everything like that. So um, let's go yeah, back to, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I did want to bring up the fact that we did look over our pending free agents. And I don't know if you want to go over this very quick. If you could bring back three, who would you bring back? If you want to, I'll give you mine first. Yeah, go ahead. For me, first of all, I think we're going to build our defensive like defensive tackle room in the draft because all we have under contract for next year is Ed Oliver. 
So I think we will see maybe we retain, we retain Daquan Jones and we draft two or three defensive tackles in the upcoming drafts. In the upcoming draft, I do expect us to let Dane Jackson walk as Trey White comes back and Kyrie Elam to step into that Dane Jackson role. Mm-hmm. So the three I would bring back are AJ Panessa. You know, great. He knows this. He knows the scheme. Great defensive lineman. I believe he had a breakout year this year with what eight and a half sacks. It was eight and a half or six and a half. It was. I, I don't know the exact it, numbers. I don't have them on me right now. In in a rotation too. On top of that, yeah, I would bring back Ty Johnson. Felt like he was running hard for us. Joe Brady, obviously, if we bring back Joe Brady, Joe Brady likes Ty Johnson. I bring back Ty Johnson, and then obviously, I'd bring back Daquan Jones. I'm the next to Ed Oliver because before Daquan got hurt this year, he was mm-hmm. playing at All Pro level. Yeah, so my I have um, two of mine are the same. Uh, Ty Johnson, okay. Daquan Jones. Ty, you know, but I'm I I really hope that they do bring back Leonard Floyd over AJ Appenessa. Personally, I, I get that you know AJ is a little younger and things like that, but I'd, I'd rather go with more of the proven quantity or uh, the proven proven um, the proven player than somebody who you, you might need to rely on at this point and. Um, you know, somebody that you need to rely on in that role opposite of Von Miller and uh, Greg Russo and, you know, still keeping the rotation going. I mean, they could always draft somebody, but, you know, I really want them to bring back somebody that's a proven commodity. Um, So, I mean, we'll definitely, definitely see what, see where, where we lie as far as that goes. But um, those would be my three. Um, Definitely Daquan Jones for sure, for 100% sure. I really want them to bring him back. Um, Real quick, I want to touch on this question as well. Um, I really think that Sean McDermott is going to continue calling plays. So, Um, he, they, they may, he may give up the name only and then continue calling plays if they needed to. Like, if a, if a, Bobby Babbage got a got an offer from somewhere else. I could see him giving up the the name only to you know to keep him here. But other than that, I, I don't see them going out of the organization to you know sign a, def- a defensive coordinator or anything like that. So we'll definitely definitely see what their plans are with that. But that's my take on it. What are, what are yours? No, yeah, I I do expect us to keep Sean McDermott as our defensive coordinator. You know, like you said, unless we he gives up the name, I do expect Sean McDermott to still continue to call to place because our defense did have success this year while under McDermott. Yeah, I mean, and he he's done defense for a long, long time. So right, I mean, I mean, he at one point led the defense in Carolina to you know a fifteen and one record, and yep. you know we'll we'll have to definitely see what he does, but. I mean, for what he did this year to be able to take this team with the injuries to Trey White, to the injuries to Matt Milano, the injury to Terrell Bernard, and the you know to keep the Bills—I don't want to say in the game, but because the offense more did that against Kansas City. But at the end of it, they got two stops in a row on that on that um, yeah, you know, the third downs like or on the uh, I'm sorry on the the, the two series, um, the one with the, the the crap penalty to Dorian Williams because. Awful. The ball was still in 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 um, Mahomes' hands, and they called called him for a, basically a pick play for pass interference. Um, it, so I mean, it's just it's tough, but 
I think that Sean McDermott having a healthy, healthy or healthy defense. I mean, if you can, if you get a fully healthy Von Miller back, you're going to get. Um, if you bring back Daquan Jones back, if you you're going to have at, at Oliver, uh, you know, as your three tech, you're going to have Russo on the other side. If you bring back, let's say either Floyd or Epinesa, you're going to have one of those guys in a, in the rotation. Um, you're going to have now Matt Milano most likely coming back at full health this year um, with. Terrell Bernard with another year under his belt um, in that offense. Now that he's not, he can go out and play more instinctual. Um, you're going to have Taron Johnson, you know, back at, at, at the corner. You're probably getting Trey White back um, because, to me, he's owed sixteen million dollars. Right. Ten of that, you're you're basically paying him no matter what. So I don't see him getting cut. Um, yeah, not so for six million dollars. It just it just really comes down to it where I think Trey White is worth six million dollars. They may approach him and try and change some of those into um, you know not likely to be earned incentives or you know whatever, but it, it really depends on on what they want to do. Maybe they do, maybe they don't, but they they got to create cap space somehow. They they have to right. get under the they cap. They're fifty million dollars over right now, so I don't I just don't see that him cutting cutting ties with Trey white, especially while he's still rehabbing and going through this injury stuff and everything like that. Right. He was the, he was McDermott's first draft pick. He <laughs> Trey white is who they took over Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's, right. <laughs> like, let's be serious here. He's, he's, he's their, their first pick of their, of, of McDermott's draft and whether he has a soft spot in there for him or, you know, but he does. He does put in the work. He does put it. He does do whatever he possibly can. So I expect Trey White to be back, and I expect him to be, you know, come back healthy off of the Achilles. Right. Um, Agreed. Then, then you got Douglas on the other side of him, um, you know, and then you got Kyir Elam uh, behind him and Christian Benford behind probably Trey White or you know whatever. However they do it. Um, right. So it's a good problem to have. Very good problem to have. The, yeah. I mean, the only spot that I really do not, I don't want to say worry about, but I really want to see them make a, you know, their splash, their, their Connor McGovern, Leonard Floyd type splash from last year. Um, I would like to see like a, a, a Jeremy Chin or a uh, Kyle Duggar um, that would be nice. in, into, uh, in, in, you know, fit into where Micah Hyde is and then draft Jordan Poyer's replacement. So, I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm sitting with that right now. Um, but to have that defense back and McDermott calling those plays, again, with the fully – we saw what happened. Take out the Jets game. Like, we still right. held them to – besides the 22. kick, we still uh, – oh, yeah. Besides the um, – um, what do you punt call return. it? Besides the punt return, we held them to 16 points. Right. And they held them to, I think it was what, nine points up until um, like that last drive that they had where, where yes. Garrett Wilson had to make like the catch of the year to, to put them up. And then we drove, the, the Bills drove down and tied the game with a bass field goal that went off the, off the upright. So, I mean, it just really, I mean, I, I trust McDermott if he were to call call the uh, the um, call the plays. So, um, and then you know, 
one of our viewers said that uh, somebody wants to interview Eric Washington. I can't remember who it was. I it's don't. Chicago. Th- that's what I thought. Uh, that's what I was. Yes, I was thinking that too. So, but um, I mean, it, you know, fifty-four sacks out of them. We'll see what happens. Maybe he gets that job. Maybe he doesn't. But we'll definitely see what happens between him and Bobby Babich as far as the, they go. So, um, I hope that they both are here next year because. Good why? Even McDermott said this is probably the best coaching staff that they've had since he's been here. So we'll definitely see where that goes. Um, so um, as far as that goes, what else? What, what other takeaways you got for, for us from this year, Pat? This year, this team fought. You know, this team still plays for McDermott. I know there's a lot of people that want Sean McDermott gone. When this team was 6-6 six and six and that hit piece from Ty Dunn came out, this team blocked out all the outside noise came together they were they were resilient and they were a team on a mission obviously they fell short i believe this team especially with who we're bringing back next year which is most of the team outside the 22 free agents that we have we'll bring back some of them i believe this team can still get it done with with our roster we just got to hit on the draft and you know maybe, maybe go make a couple of those small free agent moves high low risk high reward and we'll be right back talking hopefully this time next year prepping for an AFC championship game if not more yeah I and I I totally expect them to be at you know prepping for at least the AFC championship game next year um especially if they if they fix fix a couple of the things that um like we talked about the explosive plays they need to get explosive plays that's really what it comes down to so um let's see here um, but with that being said, I mean, I, I do want to move into, um, you know, because we're at, at almost an hour here. Um, I want to get to our, our gambling segment here. I know we, we're not picking Bill's games this week, exactly. but we do have a couple. Yeah, we do have a couple games. Um, I'm going to let you pick the game we want to pick, the five leg four. Um, okay, go Chiefs and- okay. Yes. With that being said, uh, passing props, do we go Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes. Over under 243 and a half. Over. Against Baltimore's defense? Yes. Okay. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. You know, they're starting to click right now. You know, Rasheed Rice. Uh, Receiving props. We have Kelsey, Rice, Flowers, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Bateman, Watson, Pacheco, Andrews, and MVS. Uh, Justice Hill, Nelson Aguilar, Noah Gray, and Isaiah Likely. Pick Let's two. Go with Give me two. Kelsey and Zay Flowers. Okay. Kelsey is over 62 and a half. I'm going to go under. Over, under. Under. I'm going to go under. Okay. And um, who was the other one? I'm sorry. Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers. Where do you go? Uh, over, under 44 and a half. I'm going to go with over. Because there's been a couple times this year they hit on a deep ball. I can expect mm-hmm. to see one of those. All right, and then pick pick a running back: Pacheco, Edwards, uh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Justice Hill, or Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson. Over sixty six and a half. What did he rush for last week? A hundred. Yeah, With two touchdowns. Yeah, and over. remember what Josh. Josh, what Josh six, rushed 70, on him. Yep, sixty. 70-something, yeah. 70-70, yeah. Let's go with the over for sure. 
Okay. And then um, last one is we'll do another uh, touchdown score prop. Uh, do we want to go? Um, do, we, do we go Lamar, Kelsey, Pacheco, Edwards, Rice, Flowers, Mark Andrews, Justice Hill, OBJ, Likely, Watson, Bateman, MVS, Patrick Mahomes, the Baltimore defense, um, or the Kansas City defense? Justice Hill. You want to go Justice Hill? Yes. Okay. He is plus 290 to score a touchdown. So Okay. Um, so at this point right now, we would have a, um, you know, our normal five, uh, five-leg parlay. Um, is the is, It would be a 5,037, which would break down to um, 50 to, basically 50 to one odds. Of, of it hitting, uh, $10 would win you uh, $503.70. Now I will, I will post that. Um, I will post that in, uh, in uh, on our, um, on our Twitter. So if you yep. want to follow it, you're more than welcome to. Um, and again, the, um, the, um, the Buffalo basement parlay has been brought to you by Iliot Apollos and sons of Erie. So definitely check them out. Um, Elliot Apollo's again is restaurant here in Buffalo, um, 3785 South Park Avenue, Blaisdell, New York, 14219. Um, definitely check them out. They have some awesome food. I was just there over the weekend, and you know, um, their wings are some of the best I've had in Buffalo. So definitely check them out. Um, watch watch one of the games from there this weekend. Um, definitely check it out. So with that being said, uh, also check out Sons of Erie, www.sonsofeerie.com, art and apparel. Um, we do want to thank, um, everybody who's been watching tonight. Um, before we get into our goodbyes here, Pat, do you have any final things before we, you know, end this season, before we start getting into the off season mm -hmm. next week? Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you for everybody who's, who tuned in or will be watching on the replay. Thank you to Bills in Buffalo for giving us a, a shot at this and we will be back next season. We'll be back fully loaded, ready to go. I 100% agree. And again, coming from you uh, to you from the built in Buffalo network, you can get us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, definitely give, give built in Buffalo a follow or a subscribe on, on YouTube. Um, you can catch us on, on Apple podcast, Spotify, everything like that, um, which will be up at one, 1 AM tomorrow morning. Um, just after midnight tonight. Um, definitely want to thank the guys from built in Buffalo. Um, definitely check out, you know, all the other great shows on here from the Buffalo Blitz with uh, Lance and uh, Peter DiBiase um, to Kevin Masseri on Wednesday, Kevin Masseri, Kevin Syracuse on Wednesday nights uh, with the Going Deep Buffalo podcast. Um, and then uh, we have a, a great show coming up for you after this one in uh, Witty Not Funny. Um, definitely check them out as well. So um, for, for us here, for both myself and for Pat, we want to thank everybody for being along this ride with us for this season. And starting next week, we, we start moving on to next season and start talking about the off season salary cap free agency. Um, we'll definitely, definitely let everybody know what we're going to be talking about next week. Um, so definitely tune in, um, next Thursday at seven, but from myself and Pat, we want to thank you guys for watching and everybody have a good night. Have a good night, everybody. Go Bills. Go Bills.